This is Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer, and I'm inviting everyone to join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on the Kicking Lawyer fan page on Facebook for Law Talk Live, where we discuss business, politics, current events, and the law. If you miss the live version, you can watch the playback on YouTube or listen on your favorite podcast platform. All right, it's Jerry Mace, the Kicking Lawyer. We're live for another Law Talk. I hope everybody's having a good day. As always, I want to remind you to uh, like, follow, subscribe to the content. We're on all social media platforms, podcast platforms, YouTube, TikTok, Spotify, uh, ABC, you name it. We're, uh, we're on there in one form or another. Josh likes the TikToks because he does all the dances. All the dances. That's right. Mm-hmm. I also want to remind you, if you haven't already, to download Inside My Head, the album by uh, N.A. The Band, uh, the great guys, a personal connection with me. Uh, very good album, and it's free. You just got to go download it for free. Michelle Allen is a longtime sponsor of the show. She's why we got these fancy mic stands. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is your local realtor. If you're buying, selling, renting, leasing real estate, she'd be glad to help you out. That's Michelle Allen with Cry Like Realtor. And then, of course, Mason's High Octane Martial Arts in Covington has been open since 1993, so 30 years in business. If you want to become a black belt, just visit us at masonsmartialarts.com. The Cellar Restaurant Prohibition Bar is open right now, seven days a week, and we also added brunch on Saturday and Sundays now. It went over real well this weekend. You can join us there every day. We got good drinks. We got the Blackwell, it's a great drink option. Uh, you can come check us out at the Cellar. And, of course, if you need help with your online presence, branding, marketing, website design, Masonite Digital Marketing will help you. Just visit masonitemarketing.com. So, oh, and I forgot, the Covington Comic Con is returning uh, August 12th and 13th. Uh, You can come meet Budget Batman, Creepy Panda Guy, and everyone else that will be there. And it will be back at the Covington Civic Center. Tickets are available now online. Just visit covingtoncomiccon.com. So, after all of that... How are you ladies? Good. Good. We're great. Good so to be here. Joining me today from the turquoise paintbrush is uh, Miss Emily and Miss Mandy. And uh, you are the owners, managers, runners, do everything, I'm sure, at that <laughs> business. It's a local business in town. So why don't y'all, you can take turns or whatever, so introduce yourself and then sort of tell me about the business and maybe how you got together on it and all that. Okay. I'm Mandy. Get a little closer to the mic. Okay. There you go. <laughs> My name is Mandy Gallagher, and I'm one of the co-owners of the Turquoise Paintbrush with Emily. Yeah, and um, well, how we met was I had initially not known what I was doing, stepped out on my own bef- before I knew Mandy, and I had no idea what I was doing. I just knew we were supposed to do it, and we met actually at the Heritage Festival um, right before I was supposed to open in October. We met in September, and she came by. She was like, hey, I make stickers, and I do digital art, and can I be in the store? And she never left, and she became <laughs> and she became an asset and my equal and my other half in the business. Like, we wouldn't be who we are without her, and um, we balance each other really well. So. Well, that's really kind of you to say. I, I know from partners, that's true, <laughs> from my own partners in multiple businesses uh, that, you know, there's pluses and minuses often. And so it's good if you have something set up like that where you balance each other out. Yeah, and we weren't friends first. We became friends and family as we became business partners. So I think with a lot of people, they become business partners with their friends, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't necessarily work. But for us, it was just – it really was – I consider it a God thing because it just happened so just organically. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's crazy. 
because you know we're we've both been very open with personal our own assets our own time you know very Mm -hmm. vulnerable with each other and it's just worked out yeah well and you've grown the business too because now like those little kicking lawyer coins that (laughs) y'all did for me (laughs) yeah which i know were kind of a pain but that's a unique thing that not many people can do and then the earrings and all that so so i guess let's do this uh, before people decide to stop listening to me Tell us about uh, what you do at the business, because I know there's like painting classes, painting supplies, yeah. and, and all kinds we of stuff. Our, our, I guess the overarching thing that would label our business is we try to make, first and foremost, creativity accessible to all people. Mm-hmm. So what that is, is we have multi-levels of creativity as far as we do our step-by-step painting classes. We have where you can come in with things we have available and already set up for you to come in anytime we're open and paint like our door hangers, different little projects we have. Um, And also we're trying to do different techniques. Mandy's been taking that on, um, different technique classes for crafting in general. We also have a small gift shop. Um, Most of it is us, but we have local vendors as well in that. So it's just your place of creativity and just homegrown items, basically. Yeah. We like to tell people when they come in the store that we um, don't have anything from a catalog. Everything in there is made by somebody in our community, if not by us, you know, right. within yeah. the community. So when you buy something from the Turquoise Paintbrush, you really are supporting family, mm-hmm. you know, like local people that are down the road, you know. Right. So, But most of what we do is they can come in and create their own um, their own pieces to take home. We want it to be an experience. Yeah. And I mean, you, and just to be clear too, you do stuff for adults and children. All yes. ages. Yes. Yeah. Yep. We even had, we've had all ages paint. Our mm-hmm. birthday parties are really popular, but we also do things for adults, for couples, for not just women, not just children, for everybody. We want to make it where anything you wanted to try to do creative, we can help facilitate that for you and make it easier for you where you don't have to clean it up and you don't have to set it up. And we do that for you. Yeah. And y'all have a nice new um, location now, yes. right? It's on the square in Covington. Uh, it's in a nice building owned by uh, just this beautiful man, Roy Blackwell. <laughs> and uh, anyway, you, I first met you uh, in that outfit in the budget batman outfit <laughs> you, you did like we a, can't forget it jerry yeah you did like a superhero thing and uh i no, I, you I, came in with madeline one time yeah. before that maybe yeah I, the one i remember was that y'all i didn't really know the folks in there and then i'm a grown man coming in in spandex yeah for the kids that was so for the i kids. mean that was yeah. the most memorable time <laughs> memorable time <laughs> yeah, that you yeah. came in there but you came in there one time before that okay so. yeah. yeah i think you're right i think i did come in to see what was up with it yeah yeah because yeah, uh you you were had outgrown that space pretty quickly. Yes. Uh, is it going well now? Like, is the space serving you better? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's the we think it's the best place on the square location because mm-hmm. we. Yeah, I'm trying to get beside you. I know. Yeah. If I can get that landlord to to, to you know get with me on yeah. it. He's a rascal. He's you got to chase him it. down. <laughs> <laughs> I keep talking about Roy because he's sitting over here looking at me. I told him if he's gonna sit by me, he's gotta rub my leg. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, that distracted me. I was going to say something about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, oh, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So you bought the machine, right? Mm-hmm. That was a, sort of a new addition. So tell us what it can do because it so, etches and everything, right? That was our Christmas present yeah. to yeah. the business. So we decided sometime at the end of last year that in order to really, you know, expand our business and grow it, we needed a laser cutter. We needed like a CO2 right. laser machine. I had been looking at them for a while. They're really expensive, and um, we didn't have the room at the other building, but this one had the perfect little space for it. So 
we decided that we needed to go ahead and order one. And so I started looking into financing and things like that. So we were going to borrow money to buy this machine and then, you know, hopefully pay it back, pay, pay that off really quickly. But we did so well in December with um, Christmas Christmas and also the Dickens on the square that we were able to just return the, the borrowed check and just pay for it outright. So it was a blessing, a huge blessing. And it's, it's a um, game changer. It is a game changer because before every sign that we had, every wooden door hanger that we had in the office, I mean, in the shop, we had to have her dad hand cut them. Mm. Yeah. And I had had a business prior. Both of us had had businesses that we worked out of our homes. I had had a business for four years out of my home right. in Millington. And um, I had a family member that had to hand cut every sign. Right. Mm. So it's very time consuming. So yeah. this machine can do what one person cutting out for 30 minutes can do it in like three minutes. Mm. And so it cuts all kinds of materials. We found out yesterday that it cuts out another material. So every day it's something new and exciting right. that we can like craft with it, you know. And There's no time limits. Whereas before, like we were getting it done. I, my dad was doing it for free, which was awesome. It is. But he couldn't turn it over fast enough mm-hmm. because we were start we were growing so much. There's no way we could plan for because people like to sign up for events that we have last minute, mm-hmm. and there's no way that you can have someone hand cutting it across town in Millington, you know, last minute. There's yeah. just that was stressful to say the least. So this cutter has done a lot for us. What's yeah. the max size it can cut? I think most of our wood that we carry in the store is in panels of 16 by 24. Mm -hmm. So that's typically what we have in stock, and that's what I'll size things to. I think the machine itself is like 20 by 28. And it's, so obviously it does wood. It does wood. It does acrylic. um, It does core plast. It does leather. It does some sort of. It does do leather. It does do leather. So I just bought myself, as a gift to myself, <laughs> uh, a gun. I'll have to bring it up here and let you see it, Roy. It's called a Judge. And on the top of it, it says Public Defender. It shoots 410 yeah. cartridges or 45. I just liked it because it says Public Defender on it. Yeah. But I'm getting myself a custom leather uh, holster, and I wanted to get the Kickin' Lawyer logo on it. Yeah. So I figured well, y'all could. Well, my dad actually cuts his own. Um, he was up here for a while when we first got the machine. And he has his own like leather sewing machine, and he'll make holsters and, I didn't and know things. That. Yep. Yeah. Well, maybe he could make it then. He probably could. Yeah. And so he um, used our machine to cut out patterns um, for holsters and stuff too. So, yeah, it'll cut out the patterns for the holster, but it'll also etch and, and burn into it. You know, yeah. laser into what about it. What glass? I have can you not etch tried the glass? glass. I think you can. I know you can do like tumblers, but you have to have a special attachment, which mm-hmm. we aren't really into that, so yeah. we didn't purchase that. But it does all kinds of materials. I think the only thing it can't do is um, like shiny metal, mm-hmm. like because it'll spark. So yeah, but it's like having another employee. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's doing work while you're on it. It does yeah. the work. Do it. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. That you're and getting to do every that. day. I learn something new on it, and. Um, Yesterday we were we've become pretty good friends with Sign Prints, which is a new store that just opened next mm-hmm. door to on us. The other side of they're you. lovely. Yeah. They're lovely people, and um, so I was over there talking to um, Jackie, one of the owners, and she grabbed some core plast, which I guess is what they use for like the signs around the square and other things. 
And I said, well, let me have that. I'm going to go over there and just see if I can cut that with the machine or if it'll melt it or whatever. Mm. It cut it beautifully, like smoothly. So I was like, hey, this means we can, uh, you can print the stuff and I can cut it out mm -hmm. and put it yeah. together. And there's endless possibilities of things you could make. Right. We could do your logo. And yeah, well, one so of the things I actually thought yesterday. I that's was like, what I, I need could, to do. I could cut that out of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's super heavy. Well, so I had a dude make that for me and it probably weighs 60 pounds because it's like solid wood. Yeah, and then he cool took though. the sticker. It was a big giant poster sticker. It's all right. What we want to do in the new place, if we ever get it open, <laughs> because one of my plans is, is uh, y'all okay. heard me talk about it. And I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about me too. But uh, I want beside them, I want to open a vintage record bookstore that's got multiple things in it. It's got a, a recording studio. And when I say recording studio, we can record music, but I'm actually going to focus on podcast rentals. Cool. So my plan is I'll do my podcast there, but we'll have it set up where you can easily transition it to whatever yours is going to be, you know, yeah. whatever. So if you want to rent it to your own podcast, you can. And so the plan is, is this will be a monitor. So the whoever's logo it is, you just throw the logo up on the oh. monitor and change it out that way. That's but, smart. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I do want to, I like what you said about sign prints because I think you guys know, I'm always super supportive of all the local businesses. I yeah. think we all help each other. You know, Absolutely. if you, if you succeed, I succeed. Right. Um, and so I hope to be an asset to you, you know, if we open up there, because yeah. I think that we can do things together. I'm going to have a little stage there and we may be able to do some music and then they come over to your place yeah. and do painting and you know, I think there's a lot of different stuff we could do together. We had a random idea for, it's past now, but for next year, um, even with the seller, like, um, you know how the Kentucky Derby is a huge thing. People have yeah, derby parties. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It'd be great if you we could do mint juleps and then paint on the patio. Like, yes, I think yeah, that would be that great. That would be awesome. So there's endless possibilities when we work together. And mm -hmm. and our patio is redone now. Yeah, and so cute. I think it'd be great for that. I and somebody it. else had said something. It may have been you. One of Somebody had said something to me about we should have done a Kentucky Derby thing. And, like, I went last year with John Morgan and them uh, on the whole the horse race. Well, I would have never – I couldn't afford it. But uh, they had, like, a box, and yeah. he invited me to go, wow. and I wasn't going to say no. So I even bought a pink suit. I had a tailored pink suit because I, mean, I didn't know what was involved in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, they went out. There's yeah. people dressed to the nines. Um, anyway, that was it was a great experience. It's not really my thing, yeah. but uh, I enjoyed it. But you're right. I think that there's a market there if you could market to the yeah. Kentucky Derby folks. And yeah. have them so because they, they don't go there, but they can, of course, come and dress up. Yeah, you can place. have a monitor, you know, watching it, and yeah, you know, and most people do it because they want to dress up and wear hats sure. and, and drink have mint a good juleps. Time. Yeah, my wife likes mint. I don't like them. My wife likes I do. them. I think they're good. I like, I like black whales better. I drink a black whale. <laughs> <He's drinking> beer. <laughs> <laughs> He's in a beer. He's Corona with salt. I, yeah, I, I, so somebody said something. I was in uh, Atlanta this weekend, Roy, mm -hmm. and I went, uh, where was I at? Uh, some bar that night. I don't remember. That's probably not good to say. But anyway, I uh, ordered a Corona, and I started putting salt in it. And they were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, there's this fella who taught me about putting the salt in the, the Corona. So uh, anyway, back to your thing. I had two questions I was going to ask you. One, what do you think uh, uh, seasonally, and I ask this for my benefit, right? Because all the businesses right now I have are service businesses. Yeah. So my hope in this new operation is really a retail business. I mean, yeah, I'm selling rentals of the, and we're going to make some stuff in there, but similar to what you're doing on, you make some of your stuff, but I don't know retail season. So is it like what you would expect where like November on, it gets great. Is it dead in the summer? Like what's kind of seasonally, how's it work for so y'all? For us, it's um, typically from what I've seen, you've got your biggest season is going to be from September to December. So yeah. 
usually August is dead because back to school kids or parents are spending their money on, you know, school clothes and school supplies. So you're going to have a really slow August. But September to December is where you make bank. Yeah. And then January is dead because everybody has to pay for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And then it starts to pick back up around Easter and you'll have some Mother's Day, Father's Day. Like right now it's okay. Yeah. And then summer's usually dead. Um, what we have done to help support ourselves is we've summer come up camps. with summer camps. Yeah. And last summer we had four summer camps in our little bitty space. Our last one had um, 24 kids at it in that little bitty space. Yeah. We had... Um, <laughs> a lot of fun. <laughs> we come up with a theme and then we go out, all out for it. So last year we did Under the Sea. And we had every inch of that building was decorated as if you walked with walked into reef, with waves with every yeah. I mean it was as if you walked into you know an underwater scene yeah yeah, yeah. can't talk we so. used we used to do summer camps uh, we we actually we still do like one a summer we in the ta the taekwondo school and uh, we would do we, a couple of years we would do a camp like every week that they could mm -hmm. go to yeah. Um, but I was going to tell you, if y'all do want, because I know what it is to set time up to try to do fillers for yeah. all that time. If you're interested, you could always have one of my instructors come. We wouldn't charge because we just want to give out a pass. And they could do a lesson with them for an hour oh, yeah, on something. And we can do it in any space. It doesn't have to be giant. Around the world camp, that yeah. might be cool. Yeah, because mm. so yeah, it's have, Korean culture. Yeah. yeah, we have six camps planned for the summer instead of four. We have three in June and three in July. Right. And they're from Tuesday to Friday, just from 9 to 12. And um, we're really excited. We love coming up with a theme, and then yeah. we plan all of our projects around those themes. So, like, we're doing an around-the-world camp at the end of June, and so the kids will get to do different um, craft and, and art projects from different countries each day. And then we'll also have a snack from those countries as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Josh, is Mandy sound okay? Because she's scared of that microphone. Yeah. No, that's yeah. Okay, really good. Fine. All right, you're good. You're just loud <laughs> enough. Just. Yeah, well, I think that's all a good idea. And I like the way you think, too, because here's the thing with both of you, and this is kind of why I wanted to have you all on, right? Yeah. I can tell you're hustlers because every time I've been up there, you're doing something different, you're trying stuff, and you don't focus. Some entrepreneurs, I think, and this is just my opinion, focus too much on the beginning of, well, did that make me money when I did X? It's important, obviously, to make money. Yeah. But there's some things that you have to do to figure out if it's even an option to make money. Like a lot, like I get flack from other lawyers because of how many, how many sponsorship things I do. Like, I, and honestly, it's gotten a little excessive. Like there was two places I sponsored last week that I'd even forgotten I sponsored the things, which I guess is a good problem to have, right? But my point is that serves a purpose. It's building my brand. And right. then even things like those coins that you made for me, like I give those to folks. That's my little kid thing. That's what I give to the kids. It's a wooden nickel, you know, and yeah. tell them where it came from and all that. And you don't even maybe realize those are avenues that could generate more revenue or build your brand. Yeah. It's hard to put a price on some of that. And my point is, like, I can tell that y'all are always thinking of what's a new way to generate. You don't just sit there and go, where are the people at? You know, you're generating your, your well, market. No, we actually, I mean, not to sound crass, but we don't have the luxury of that. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a do or die. Mm -hmm. Like, this is us. This has to work. Sure. And, oh, I understand. So, and, again, everybody looks at me now as this lawyer guy that's got all these things they think I have. But I was a hustler. Like I used to when I this is back uh, when uh, before I was even a cop. 
I would go sit outside. I'd work uh, my Uncle Jeff's store uh, cutting up uh, meat and biscuits in the morning at like 4 a.m. Yeah. And then at around 6 a.m., I would sit out front of the store with a table of knives I had bought wholesale and try to hustle these knives. Then I would go teach an aerobics class in Munford at like 8 or 9 a.m. And then I'd teach three or four of those a day at different locations, making 30, 40 bucks, whatever. Then I'd teach all night, taekwondo all night, work out. Anyway, my point is like, I understand. Yeah. And it was either, it wasn't an issue. Of, I had to make money. You know, I had to support these kids and stuff. So I, I fully understand. And I mean, now, uh, to some degree, when you achieve certain different levels of success, it's still, it's almost more stress because now other people rely on you. It's not right. just you. It's these other people you're nervous about, you right. know, feeding and taking care of. And two, we're so new. We're still finding the, our rhythm yeah. because we were in one location and then we moved to another one and it's finding our rhythm there because it's totally different. We mm -hmm. were off the square and we had to, like you said, hustle because you wouldn't think it, but a few hundred feet down means Makes a, a big, big difference. deal. Mm -hmm. It's a big deal. And so now it's kind of, I think in the next year, we'll probably see more of a rhythm of what money-making time looks like outside of Christmas. We just can bank on fall and Christmas. Sure. And that's, that's part of having a good landlord. Yeah, that has nothing to do with having a good landlord, but okay. Uh, we do have a good landlord. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I was going to ask you, I'm always curious about this with people that go into business. And I know you both said you had your own businesses and stuff before. But I, I, I'm curious, what did you find in this business that was like a surprise, like something you didn't anticipate, good or bad, just something that was a lesson you learned? All of the taxes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, as someone that owns your own business out of your home, and Mandy knows more about this than me because hers had more longevity than mine did. Um, but when you're a brick and mortar, especially mm -hmm. in a town like Covington, there's all this stuff like learning just the infrastructure of having a business mm -hmm. is tough because there are things that you don't even think about because see like we're new when it comes to this we had our own businesses from our home but that's a whole different ball game than having a brick and mortar mm -hmm. so it's learning just the infrastructure of you know who to pay when all that and just also just how to be successful not just to keep things running we're in the place now of okay we can keep it running now let's make profit. Mm -hmm. Now let's be profitable. And that's... We're on the know, cusp of that. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, hey, we've only been here for, what, 18 months? I yeah. mean, a business, 18 months. So the fact that that's where we're at, I'm really proud of that. Yeah, I think you should be. Well, you know, statistically, most businesses go out of business within a year, and then almost all of them within five years. So if you're able to survive through those marks, uh, that's always a really good sign of a, a good entrepreneur. And it's part of it. you got to learn. You know, I mean, every business I've done and some, you know, some have gone well and some didn't. And there were lessons along the way on all of them. Right. So, uh, yeah, I think that's good. But I think you'll have the right mentality. You're learning and pivoting, learning and pivoting. And that's what you got to do. I think our my entire customer base from my personal business at home, because I had a... Um, paint party business I would definitely I would like travel around Memphis in the yeah. area um, and do parties in people's homes the fact that I did that with my personality is just probably I don't even know how I did it <laughs> but <laughs> I don't somehow, understand how you think that every time I talk to you you act like you've never I've never been around you and thought you didn't have confidence you didn't uh, speak yeah. articulately you've never I don't understand this issue with your self-esteem um 
back of the house kind of person. Like I don't like to be out front. If I can, if people come in in a crowd, I usually like. I'm like Emily, customers, and no, then I she, go hide. Mandy <laughs> has this thing where she can do it. It's not where she feels like she thrives inwardly, but she's great. She's very. I can be on. My mama taught me how to be on. When you have to be, you just have to do it. It's a professionalism. So you step up and you do it, but internally there's a war. And that's why I say, like, we need each other. Like, we honestly, we're not just saying that. Like, I need her as much as she needs me because she keeps my ADHD brain. If you need an idea, I can come up with it. But she keeps the train going. Mm -hmm. Like, our business would not go without Mandy. Like, or me, but at the same time, we need each other. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I can relate. Because, you know, in the beginning, it was me and Brian. Yeah. And uh, I talk a lot of smack about Brian. But I have to say, there have been points where he was essential. And we have a very different, we practice differently, law. We view life differently. Like, we're literally like an odd couple. But uh, we do compliment each other. And I think the best for Brian and I, the best proof of that is when we're in trial. If you look at our records separate. Uh, they're not anything like once we're together. Once we're together, statistically, we win when we go to trial. Yeah. And it's because there we're able to fill each other's weaknesses yeah. and we work as a well team, yeah. a, a really good team that, together. that might be why we work really well together right. because we are very opposite. and We have a lot of core values that are the same, but we have a lot of opposite personality traits. Yeah. So... Yeah, Brian and I don't even know that our core values line up. <laughs> I mean, it's just so, he's so different. He's so, like, I don't know if the dude can get stressed out. Like, he's yeah. always laid back. And I'm constantly stressed out. It's so he's different. He's the chillest person I've ever met in yeah. my entire life. It literally can be a hurricane, uh, you know, and he's like, eh, it's all good. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, it's all right. Well, so I didn't mean to interrupt you when I got to talk about your self-esteem. You were telling us something, and I, you yeah, might have gotten distracted. Sorry, so. man. <laughs> you may have been answering her. Her, she had her answer on the question on what did you learn, good or bad, taxes. Was there anything different with you? I mean, I just think it's different when you're working out of your home. You're in and of yourself. You don't have the whole out, the outward influence yeah. of everybody else's ideas and opinions and gossip and all of that stuff. You don't have to deal with all that. So for me, it was able to just kind of like focus on maintaining the business. I grew my entire business on word of mouth. I never paid for advertising. I, um, yeah, I actually started my business accidentally. This is a little bit of a funny story and goes back to my shyness. So I had a friend who um, encouraged me to put a piece of art that I had painted. I had painted this sign and it was like for a nursery, but I didn't have any babies. I wasn't going to have any more babies. And so I didn't know what to do with it. And she was like, oh, just put it on Marketplace and sell it. And so I put it on Marketplace and it sold quickly. But I was too shy to go and deliver it. So I made her pretend to be me and go do the delivery. This was back when, you know, you would go and you'd meet people so somewhere and you would, mm-hmm. you know, do the marketplace thing. So she did that for about a month for me. So people would, once that one sold, someone said, oh, well, you can you do this? And so I painted another one and I sold it and she would go deliver it as me. <laughs> and that went on for a little while. And then I started to get kind of a group of people that... Um, wanted to order custom things and so I was doing these custom orders so I started a Facebook page and then my sister-in-law was like hey my girlfriends and I want to get together for a girls night and we want to paint ourselves can you teach us how to paint so I went to her house and I did a paint party and I posted pictures on my Facebook page well the people who were following me on my page 
saw that and they started booking parties. So I just sort of naturally couldn't turn down the money and just started doing these parties and it became wildly successful. Um, I mean, in my opinion, it came, became successful. So um, I forgot what the point was now. I, You're talking uh, about a lesson you learned. It was different, the home business. Than yeah, the, it's just, it was just that, you know, your customer base is based on how you treat people, how you carry yeah. yourself. It's it's not necessarily that you have to do this big advertising. A lot of it is just people coming into our store yeah. fall in love with us as people, as humans, right. and they become our people. We have mm-hmm. customers now that were just customers when they walked in the door, and now we think of them as family. Right. Mm-hmm. We have them supporting I, us, and they branch out and bring in more people, and then it grows. And right. It's just, it's really a sweet thing. I think a good way to put it is, and I would tell anybody trying to start a business, not that I know that much, but just something I've learned is if you can make someone feel something positive, they are going to be with you for a long time. Mm-hmm. If you can make someone feel good, if you can make someone feel like they are somebody, and that's not a fake tactic, but it helps you in that if you can make them feel like they're somebody and they're special, you got them. But I think the difference is they are special yeah, to us. Yeah, they are. We're so grateful when they come in and right. we are so, you know, I'm, I have a hard time with a crowd, but I don't have a hard time one-on-one right. because mm-hmm. I genuinely like people one-on-one. Mm-hmm. I just don't like being yeah. in front of a group. Mm-hmm. So... Well, you're right on. So that's one point that I also tell people is, and I even train all the people with me that do all the sales, that uh, there are two things you always, I think, as an entrepreneur, you should always try to be. One is authentic. Yeah. That's why the only businesses that I get in are businesses I'm personally passionate about. Yeah. You know, you're not going to see me doing, uh, I don't know, selling tennis shoes. I'm not passionate about it. Not a bad thing. It's just not my yeah. thing, right? I'm probably not going to sell painting stuff. It's just not my thing. Yeah. Uh, but my point is, so one is, is authenticity. And then the second thing is, most people will not remember what you said. They'll remember how you made them feel. Yeah. And you're right. So to build a good, loyal customer base, it's important that they felt good. Right. You changed their emotional stance. That's also a big thing in sales to close the deal is making them feel yeah. Positive and and I happy. didn't mean not that in a manipulative way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just I well, just here's the that. thing about that. This is a this is not pushback I'm giving you. This is a lesson I've learned because I have a lot of entrepreneurs say this. Like we'll come up with sales processes mm-hmm. for my businesses, right? And sometimes it's because the 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 the, cl- the client the uh, employee maybe they're like you they're shy and maybe they're not sure what to say or do so it gives them some guidance. But also I'm so passionate about all the businesses that I'm involved in. I often feel like sometimes I have to, even if it's tricking this person into this, it's a benefit to them. You know, like this is what's they need to take their medicine. So as an example, if I think that they need to do martial arts, because martial arts will give you exceptional self-confidence. It helps with physical conditioning. Your coordination improves. Your standard of living will increase. So if you come to me and you're like, I'm out of shape and I just can't be around so 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 self-conscious and this, that, and the other. Or my kid is getting beat up in school and they love low self-esteem. Or my kid is the bully in school. They need the martial arts. So I'm going to do everything I can to motivate you to sign up because it's going to benefit you. Now, the, the backup is what I tell you I'm going to do, I'm going to do. You know, that's the other thing is you got to have the follow-through. It's not yeah. like, hey, sign up and then I go away. Right. It's that this is the truth. So my point, though, is it, it, whether it's manipulation or not, I think if it's altruistic, there's some justification on it. But. 
<laughs> that is objective. I agree. I agree. I agree with you. And it's fine. It's whatever you're cool with. Yeah. You know, like I, uh, I, I agree with Opened you. Opened up a can of worms. Sorry. There. Hey, no, it's fine. I, I, and actually, I, I, I like when people disagree with me yeah. on things. Well, honestly, if you don't have the, if you can't back up your word, what that becomes is the opposite effect of what you were going for, which is. Your word of mouth is not going to be a sure. You a won't good be around thing. for long. Yeah, yeah. right. You like, got to treat so, everybody right. I agree. I mean, and building a business on word of mouth and having it advertised for itself mm-hmm. can right. also be kind of complicated because it, you are going to encounter those people right. in business who either you give an inch and they want a mile. That happens on all the, the time as a small business, and I and you would think that people would understand. That as a small business, you can only give so much. Mm-hmm. But they are going to ask things of you that they would not ask of any big box oh, yeah. or well, of any big It's one of those company. things where you guys now owning your business, you have that peek behind the curtain and you understand that just because somebody owns a business doesn't mean they're wealthy and have right. all this money, right? It's like me. There are weeks I don't get paid. Yeah. Like I don't get – I got all these businesses – yeah, and there's weeks that I won't get a dollar, right? And people are like, oh, he's, he's owned like six businesses. He's got yeah. that. Now, I'm trying to do better where there's always at least some money there right. in some capacity. But my point is, if you peek behind the curtain, all of a sudden you go, man, I don't know. Well, but they don't understand that until no. they do. And also, I mean this respectfully, if you can say this respectfully, is we're, we don't have a rich daddy that enables our business. Yeah. You know, and... And it's not a hobby to us. It's like I said before, it's do or die. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and that takes building. And I'm I'm a bleeding heart. I like to help people a lot. And that was a, that was a lesson I had to learn is you can't do it to the detriment of your business. Like, and I'm a firm believer in listening to what God tells me to do and I'll do it. But at the same time, you have people come up like, we had somebody coming up. I don't know if I can tell this story or not. As long as but, you don't say their um, name, you can no. say it. <laughs> We had somebody coming up and asking for donations for a dance recital. Like, it wasn't even a group. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, you know, and, and it's that's been a big was thing it a for dance us. dance recital or a pageant? No, it was pageant. It was pageant fees is yeah. what it was for. Like, um. And, you know, and it's funny because where, where we were down the hill and where we are now, we get so much more solicitation. Mm-hmm. It's It's kind of funny. Yeah, um, you said something a second ago I, w- I was going to comment on that I agreed with you, but now I've forgotten what it was. Sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> I got to thinking of all the people that come in here, too, when you were saying that. <laughs> uh, it was something to do with being an entrepreneur and dealing with that, uh, and I've completely forgotten what I was going to say. It'll come back to you. Yeah, eventually. It'll come back like uh, at trivia tonight. Okay. <laughs> oh, uh, that's a thing that was interesting. So they don't know it yet. Of course, most of them are probably getting ready for trivia not watching. But every week I have to do the trivia questions, right, for the right. seller, for the trivia. I, I literally do them myself, and I'm real particular about it because I want to make sure I've checked them and they haven't been asked before, and, you know, I try to vary the difficulty. Anyway, it's a pain in my rear end, though. Yeah. Every week it's like a stress. I'm literally up till the day. I'll be doing this, and I'm thinking i got to finish trivia because i got to go right there and do trivia, right? Stressful. So here's what I did last night. I was doing them last night, and I was like, why am I doing this? Why don't I just see if this chat GBT thing can yeah, do He's it? like three months late to the party yeah. and all that. <laughs> so I go to the ch- – I, I put went to the website on my computer and did the chat. I don't know what that is. It's, uh, it's uh, AI oh, that, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. that answers questions, creates photos, all kinds of stuff. Okay. So I go to it, and I'm like, uh, create 
25, because uh, we do 50, and I did 25 history, 25 science. Trivia questions based on history with the questions and answers. And it was like, in three seconds, brrr, 25 <laughs> questions. So I looked. Now, some of them I took out just because they were too easy or whatever, but some were bad. Like, And it significantly decreased the time constraint that I had yeah. to do the trivia. Um, anyway, so I was very impressed with with that i was also scared of it though yeah because if you're not watching it y'all need to watch it because it's going to affect all of us because you know what the next thing is i did i typed draft a motion to suppress implied Mm -hmm. consent in tennessee in three seconds there's a full motion drafted just plug in the defendant's name and stuff that's crazy yeah and uh you could do like it'll write you a book the next one i did was write an article a thousand word article on um how to get out of a dui well, I, I saw, I think it was a TikTok, but it was recently, and I saved it to show Emily. I just haven't had time to, but <laughs> it was basically on using AI for your marketing strategies. Mm-hmm. And it was like, come up with this, and then you Gee, put in I these don't, parameters. I don't know anybody that would do anything like that, do you, Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if it's my age or what, but I feel like a lot of the computer things are like way over my head now. I'm getting she to that point. She says that, but she figured out that machine like that. Like, and some things. You're really good at well, well, this a lot is, better than me. This the Chat GB, GPT thing is idiot proof. Like yeah. you literally it does all the work. You literally you. enter a wow. prompt, hit send, and it's free. Prompt For now. send. <laughs> and well, what it's doing is it's learning though. So that's the scary part. Is if you do it the first time yeah. and you give it some adjustment or have it do it again, it's better the next time. It learns. Yeah. Uh, it's. It's scary. Now, they say right now, I was listening to uh, this physicist talk about it, and he was saying that it's not really AI because it's not thinking for itself yet. All it's doing is searching the Internet really fast and pulling the information. It's plagiarizing is really what it is. But, like, if you take that as a template, and then, like, if I were in school. I was going to say, who's going to keep kids from doing that? So that's that's the big problem they have right now is it's not really plagiarizing because although it is taking information off the Internet, it's rewording it in such a way. Like if you ask it the same prompt three or four times in a row, every time it's going to give you something different. different. So there's no way for a teacher or anybody to know if their student wrote that essay or if they got the AI. Or you get it to write it and then you edit it. You just go in and edit it. You go back behind it. It still saves you tons of time. Yeah. There's even one on art. So I went I got yeah, I went down this rabbit is. hole last night and there was like the one that I went to, it had the chat GBT, then it had something called Della or Dalla or something, which was the art one. And you had to buy that one. But I went ahead and went down the hole, paid for the credits to do it, and you could enter like uh, I'll sh- I can show you after some of the pictures it did for me, but I entered like uh, do a digital art of the kicking lawyer Jerry Mason and Whiskey the Law Hog fighting for justice, and then it was these random pictures it created, <laughs> these AI generated paintings of what it thought the kicking lawyer and Whiskey the Law Hog were. And then I did one where it was have the law partners at Huffman Mason fight each other with martial arts. <laughs> and then it shows I, us like it's so random. I mean, what as it far shows. as marketing strategy or as far as um, using like digital gra- graphic you know graphic design i think that would be useful but true art is an expression of something that i don't know that an an ai could well that's a good question can I it i mean this it's original I creation mean, if you it yeah. is an original creation but it's created by someone without thought something without a i don't know it, 
I don't know. Is it? Is it thinking or I don't know? Well, well too, <laughs> it depends on like the person that's going to purchase it right. or that wants it. Because mm-hmm. how many times do we have people question our prices? And we're, we tend to be on the cheaper side of things for personalized stuff and for, you know, um, custom work. And we have people challenge us all the time because they're so used to access accessibility, mm-hmm. cheap accessibility. And so, I mean. Well, some of what you guys do, though, is similar to the, you know, because things come and go, right? Right. Records fell out of prominence in the 80s. And then uh, next thing you know, everybody's like, oh, records are stupid. Nobody. Yeah. And now they're coming back in. That's why I'm interested in the book and record store. So people literally go and travel to find records, which is a throwback to an analog technology. Right. And so I think it all comes around. You'll have some people that are like, oh, I'm not waiting on that or I'm not. And then you'll have some that are looking for that experience, you know. Plus, to me, it's probably a lot of what y'all do. It's not even just about the painting. I could see it being more about the interaction with the people that are you're there with. It's experience. One of the things that I felt like, and I I mean... I won't say the name of the business, but there's a business in Memphis that I use that does pottery. Mm -hmm. And when my girls were little, I would just randomly, because I'm artistic, I would just pick a day and we would go to this place. We'd walk in, you pick a piece of pottery off the wall, you sit down at these tables that are like family dining tables, and you create and you get to do something artistic and creative together. And I loved the spontaneity of that. But there was none of that as far as you, you they started popping up with like the the sip and paint type style mm-hmm. things like you know Pinot's palette or whatever like the places where you can go and paint and they teach you step by step but there wasn't anywhere you could just show up because mm-hmm. those you have to re- pre-register for right. right and so when Emily and I were discussing like moving down to the new building I said I just really want it to be a place where someone can just walk in off the street pick something out off the wall, sit down at a table with their family and paint. We want something that a mama and her eight-year-old and her four-year-old can sit down and paint on a Thursday afternoon after school or, Mm. you know, just the experience, the availability to be able to come in and be creative on your own timetable. Like, I felt like that was something that was missing. Yeah. And I think there is a, it's weird to talk about ourselves, but I think there is a warmth that we bring, that we try to bring um, because we we definitely do love every person that comes in the door. We try to make them, like I said before, we try to make them feel loved because they are precious to us and our business. And that's something I think that we bring to the table as well is that personal touch. Mm-hmm. Every single person that comes in the door, we have a conversation with them. We try to be personal with them. We find connections to them. And that's what people want. We're in this world where, you know, especially after COVID, there's this very – not personal, impersonal kind of. Yeah, I agree. I think it's missing, especially with the younger generation. There, right. I, I was driving home last night. It was so late because I did. Uh, I don't even remember what all was going on. I was busy till it was like ten thirty. So I had left the gym and I was driving home and I had my top down on my car. You know, mm-hmm. just trying to relax for a second on my five minute drive of relaxation. And I went by two houses uh, in, on the one of the side streets here in town as I was going home. Yeah. And there was two, both of these different houses. Somebody was sitting on the porch and both of them were on their phone. And I looked up and it was like a beautiful night and it's like the nice weather. And I mean, now I'm so busy, often my head's down too, but I agree that I think there's some connection, human connection that people are missing. Even not human connection, but just different experiences. Right. You know, like I was talking to my son who's 18 about a, 
Oh, well, it was last weekend. I wanted him to go to Atlanta with me, and I'd forgotten it was Mother's Day. <laughs> he was like, well, i got to stay and see my mom. I was like, okay. But I was like, we could go and see this, and we could go do that. And he was like, why would I do that? I can look it up. And I was like, it's not the same thing. Yeah. It's not, it's not the same thing. you gotta, you got to go experience life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, y'all have kids? I have kids. I do not have kids yet. You do not have kids. I have twin girls who are 17. And I did not know that. I have a um, 13-year-old. So, 17 all girls twins for me. Mm-hmm. and all girls that sounds terrible <laughs> it's not actually you know I they're kinda, really good kids i really um, they really are dreaded the teen years because everybody talks about girls and teen years being just terribly rough and so far my experience has been that they are a blessing um my 17 year old's wouldn't dare disrespect me are they, they what are they a junior senior they're ju- they just finished their junior year they have they have a senior year i've homeschooled their entire life mm-hmm. and um i did their grades last night and they actually only need three more credits to graduate so i'm hoping we'll be done by december what made and, you decide to homeschool them not to get on a tangent no here. no I'm it's curious. fine so maddie and morgan are my 17 year olds and they were born prematurely my water broke at 24 weeks and they were um one pound when they were born Mm. and so when they the first two years of life they were one pound per per month so at two years old they weighed 24 pounds which is what a lot of one-year-olds weigh and um they were funny looking walking around walmart they were walking but they were like 12 pounds you know (laughs) at a year old but um they had several therapy appointments a week in the home I think we had four different therapists that came out and worked with them and so the therapist would come one day and then I would do the work the rest of the week Mm -hmm. and um when it was time for them to go to kindergarten they were so tiny that that I was going to have to get on a school bus with them in the morning and load their car seats and strap them in and then get you know get them off so I just was like, I can't send my babies to school being this small. They were just so small. And I had already been basically homeschooling from the time they were born with all the different therapists that we had in the home. So I just said, I'm just going to do it for kindergarten. And then I'm just going to do it for elementary school. And then by the time we got through that and Kaylee came along, I I just never did put them in school. Oh, I respect that. I mean, being a parent is the hardest job, I think, one of the hardest jobs in the world Definitely. at all. It's very difficult. And uh, people don't realize that. A lot of people are like, oh, I want kids. They're great. And a lot of times parents will be like, I can't say this is hard or that this is difficult. There are times it is very difficult. There are times where you're like, even with why, good why kids, did I do this? <laughs> yeah, this is, even this with hard. good kids. So my point was, for somebody that's willing to take that extra mile where, honestly, there were times when mine were little where it was almost a break that they were at school, you know, and then you got them at home. So, anyway, you're a very patient person. Good job. Yeah. She's very patient. Well, uh, back to the business thing. Do y'all have any, are there any, I mean, it's up to you. I don't know if they're secret plans, but, you know, you have, like, goals that are in the business, like what the next thing is you're looking to do or what's the plan? We want to, we, I have a goal of having 60 campers over the course of the summer. That's mm-hmm. kind of our yeah. goal that we said if we get more, great. But 
we figured if we can at least get 10 for each of the six camps, that'll be a great summer financially for us, but also a lot of fun. You know, I found like right. the more kids we had at a camp, the easier it is. The easier the camp is and mm-hmm. the more fun the kids have. I think they like the structure better. If, pe- yeah. if people are interested in it, how do they get a hold of you for that? And they message us. It's the best way to book because we have different ways that you can pay. You can pay all out or you can pay a deposit. Um, whichever way you want. And we have a deal that if you book three or more uh, camps per child, not per family, but per child, um, you get $25 off each camp. So it ends up being that if you booked all six, you basically get a camp and a half for free. Yeah. So it, it's a good deal, especially for our, ki- our kids that are regulars. We have quite a few that come to everything we do because they like coming what's, and What's painting. the age on the children? Five to 12. Right. We say if you're a four-year-old headed into kindergarten, you're potty trained and you're ready, kindergarten ready, then you probably would, you know, on a case-by-case basis. We have a couple of little siblings that have kind of been a part of our business. You know, they come in and paint, and I think they'd be fine. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, up to 12, and we usually split them up based on ages as to what activities we do. But we kind of tailor it based on who signs up. Yeah. So So I'm going to tell you an appropriate side story on that. When I was like 17, uh, taught, I taught martial arts since I was like 15, right? It paid as a little side hustle and then full-time. Anyway, I was like 17, and I was teaching a Saturday morning class, and I vividly remember this because I didn't know what to do. So this, we had a rule where you had to have two adults present for any kid. So right. on some mornings, if it was one instructor, the parent would have to stay. Well, we just so happened this one morning, this one parent rushed in, I don't know if I'd turned around or what. Next thing I know, there's a kid standing there, no parent. The parent just leaves, leaves the kid. Now, I knew them. They knew me. So, I mean, I wasn't really worried about liability stuff, but it's still an issue that I was stuck there with this kid. Well, this kid was probably four, maybe. And uh, so I'm teaching the little kid the class. Well, he goes, I got to go to the restroom. I was like, okay, cool. So he goes to the restroom. So I'm sitting there. A couple minutes goes by, nothing. It's not coming out. A couple more minutes, nothing. Finally, I hear this little kid go, Mr. Mason. And I'm like, yeah, he's in the bathroom. He said, I'm finished. And I was like, no. I was like, congratulations. Uh, oh, no. And then he was like, yeah, he said, you know what? He needed me to come do. And I was like, so that kid sat there. The whole, I wasn't going in there. No, I wasn't no, doing that. That's above my not. pay grade. No. But uh, I vividly remember as a 17-year-old, like, I don't know what to do about this. <laughs> yeah. I'm not helping the kid with that. Right. So, uh, yeah, we don't need any of those. Yeah, that, well, that was my we point. We calling mama and waiting for them to arrive. Yeah, absolutely, because <laughs> especially now, everything is so litigious oh, and yeah, scary. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got to be careful with all that stuff. Yeah. we got cameras now in our taekwondo school. There's nowhere you can get except the bathroom that doesn't have a camera. Yeah. Uh, and then we re- – matter of fact, we even redesigned the new taekwondo school so that there was no place to hide. It's literally, you walk in, there's a storage room that's full, a changing room, a bathroom, a changing room, open counter, no office, and floor. That's it. There's nowhere to hide. So, I mean, you can see the whole place, everybody that's in there the whole time. That's smart. Yeah. Well, we we learned, I've never had any trouble with it over 30 years with that business, uh, but we did have a scare a couple of years ago with these couple of teenagers, and so I learned my lesson. So now there's just nowhere to hide. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you got to be careful with that. But anyway, I... Yeah, that was my. Every time somebody talks about what age they'll take kids, I think about that kid. <laughs> so we got to have a box to check where they're oh, potty yeah. trained. You know? Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and we haven't had that issue yet. And no. when, whenever we do have kids, 
um, we we close down, so the store's closed. Mm-hmm. So if we're doing a camp, we won't open until the kids are all picked up. And then it's just Emily and I there, as well as maybe my teenage girls who mm-hmm. will come in sometimes and help with the camps. But we make sure the parents are aware of exactly who right. will be there. And we don't allow the public in because we, I mean, we have we have people that come in randomly and try to hang out and talk. Yeah. And we had a man come in today asking for money and and we have a homeschool art class on Tuesdays and Emily was yeah. like, sir, we have kids arriving soon. You know, right. we're going to need you to. You, so, you, so what are your hours? What are the regular hours aside from camps? Okay. So Tuesday through Thursday, our hours are um, 11 to 5. And then Friday and Saturday, our hours are um, 10 to 8. Okay. Sunday, Monday closed. Um, Sunday, Monday yes. closed. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's turquoise paintbrush. Yes. And it's that on Instagram, Facebook, um, yes. everything. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah, because it posts. Josh will stick all that up there so they can figure it out. Yeah, awesome. Well, you acted like it was going to be a, tr- a struggle, but you know we're right here at an hour. You feel like it was an hour? No. 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 I'm too bad. <laughs> I thought y'all did fine. I enjoyed talking with you. Next time, though, we'll bring bourbon. I realize you may not be drinking it, but uh, Mandy, I think, likes the bourbon, right? I, no? no, I actually I like do vodka. like bourbon. Oh, and do you? I'm, I didn't think I you liked it. I don't do beer. I oh. only do whiskey. Is, is there a reason? I'm just curious. Um, I just—it's a taste thing for me. My yeah. husband is really into like the craft beers and like yeah. the different breweries and stuff. I never have been, but I love, especially whiskey mixed drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite is a uh, Colorado Mule. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. So yeah, the seller makes a good one. Yeah, yeah well, and I can I can do shots of it too, but I I just like the taste of it. Yeah, well I'm kind of like so it's funny though because I developed the taste on it. Like I originally I tried in my 20s to like things that you're supposed to like. I even tried to go through a wine phase because I thought I was gonna be fancy oh, and drink wine. Wine makes me sick. Yeah, it makes my head hurt. <laughs> makes my head I just hurt. didn't like it. And then my buddy Dave, who comes to the restaurant to the mm-hmm. restaurant a lot, um, he was big into bourbon, and so me and him started when he was here. We would get a bottle of bourbon, and just during the week, like a couple times a week, we would sit there, and we, we weren't drinking to get intoxicated. It was really the experience yeah. of sharing the bourbon, tasting it, the different right. ones. And then I started to sort of develop a taste for it. Yeah. And now I, uh, I'm i going two weeks to be certified as a steward, a bourbon oh, steward. Look at you, girl. I know, getting fancy. Yeah, we'll hear and, about that on well, like, and, and my husband kind of got me into like the different tastes of the different brands and the mm-hmm. different kinds, and what it tastes good with and so i mean for me it's an experience it's not like something i have to have but i i prefer whiskey and bourbon too. what's your favorite um honestly it's gonna sound kind of basic i'm a four roses girl that's fine I, that's I love, not basic that's a good one um, yeah four like roses it. small like batch is good accessible and it's just kind of middle of the road and i mean my favorite is uh if i had a daily drinker would be elijah craig single barrel it's only thirty dollars a bottle hmm. It's not bougie at all. And honestly, if I had to pick one to drink regularly, that would be the one I would drink. Now, there are some bougie ones I like, but uh, that's probably my favorite. Honestly, the reason I like Four Roses is it goes good with Diet Coke and Grenadine. That's my my drink. Okay, cool. Well, y'all are welcome to come to the cellar here shortly and and get your drinks there. Uh, Anything else for the good of the order? No, I think we're good. Good. Well, I really appreciate you ladies coming on. I enjoyed getting to know you a little better and talking with you. I even had some ideas as you were talking about maybe setting up a a day thing for my staff to come up there. I think we talked about it before. I think it'd be good team building, yeah. I think we should look into doing a paint on the patio type thing, too. I told you before, I'm all about it. And you just talk to me. Don't worry about James. Just talk to me about it, and we'll get it set up. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, and I want to thank everybody that took time to watch today. Please like, follow, share, comment, all that great stuff. Don't forget we're available on all social media platforms, all podcast platforms. You can watch playbacks. You can also watch it on TikTok. Uh, we do some legal stuff over there. Uh, don't forget to download Inside My Head, N.A. The Band's album. It's free. It really helps those guys if you just download it and listen. Even if you don't listen, download it. But it's actually pretty good. It is really good. And thank you for saying that. <laughs> Michelle Allen is our longtime sponsor. And if you're buying, selling, renting, leasing real estate, or you just need a nice person to talk to, just give Michelle a call. She'd be glad to help you out. She's a good, good person. And I was talking about earlier, high octane martial arts. I've been teaching kids that didn't know how to use the bathroom. Martial arts is 93. Just visit masonsmartialarts.com, and uh, we'd be glad to help you out. The Cellar Restaurant Prohibition Bar has been open in Covington's right off the square, just down from these ladies' place, the Turquoise Paintbrush. Uh, you can come there every day, 4 o'clock we open. We just started brunch. We got live music Friday, Saturdays, trivia on Tuesday, something going on all the time. Ladies' night on Thursday. And last but not least, so Josh will help you with your branding, uh, email, social media marketing, blah, blah, blah. He'll help you out. Just visit masonitemarketing.com. <laughs> and not last but not least. Covington Comic Con returns August 12th and 13th to Covington. You can come and dress up or not. Enjoy all the vendors. We'll have cars and comic books and all kinds of cool stuff. It'll be a lot of fun. So come join us at the Covington Comic Con. So it, tickets are available now online. Also sponsorships. We are almost full up on vendors, but you, if you're interested, we may be able to get you in as a vendor. Um, anyway, just check out all the all the information on CovingtonComicCon.com or go to the Facebook page. So thanks, thank you again for watching. I hope you have a good uh, rest of your week, and hopefully we'll see you. Until then, keep kicking. Thanks for watching, guys. Just remember that this is not legal advice or investment advice or business advice. This is for fun and entertainment purposes only.